0: We're fresh off the Woman Evolve Conference and child if you know, you know okay, God did a big old, great big old thing and it was absolutely amazing but he is not finished working because this podcast is going to be a continuation of just the exhaling that we have received at conference, okay? If you don't know we're not holding our breath anymore we're unapologetically making it known who we are who God is changing us into becoming, and we are stepping into it full throttle. My next guest on this podcast, did I say guest? I do mean co-host. All right, my next co-host for this podcast is Sky Kira, And let me tell you something, talking to her was quite literally a breath of fresh air. She goes into so many things that I know are gonna help you. What I will say is this, heads up, you are going to want to have a pen and a piece of paper. There are tools and resources is in this podcast that you don't want to miss. All right, let's get into it and see what she's unapologetically releasing. Hi, Sky. Hi. How are you? It? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Really nice to meet you. You look fantastic. So do you. I was admiring you. You couldn't see me, but I could see you and you look gorgeous.
1: Oh, stop it. Thank you. (laughs) That's so kind
2: of you.
0: How are you? I'm super good. Honestly, I can't believe I'm on your podcast. This is amazing. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Where are you? Right. So I'm tuning in from Canada. So specifically,
1: my city is Edmonton. So like western canada yeah um but it's exciting here like it was boonies but now it's like this burgeoning like tech sector yeah and i'm just like excited about it because i'm i'm in it and i i love it are you Uh, originally from there or did you move there so I'm not originally from here. So my background, I'm half Nigerian. Okay. My mom's like black Canadian Jamaican. Nice. And so like I was actually born and raised in Nigeria okay. Moved here when I was 10. Yeah. And, um, and then when I got married, I moved here to join my husband and all of that good stuff. So
0: love that that's how I'm here you know yeah. I did do my ancestry and my father is like 100% Evo. I'm like 80% so like in a way wow. we are related in a way in a actually, way we're yeah. actually cousins we're this is it this is a family reunion <laughs> sure. it's not even a podcast <laughs> it is a family reunion oh, 100%. how'd you hear 100%. about the podcast how did I hear about it yeah is that what you
1: said Okay. Well, you know what? I've been a huge fan of your father's for a long time. I feel like I, like he's my grandpa oh, slash yeah. dad. That works because um, we're family. Slash, <laughs> like, right. Right. Exactly. And so, and then naturally, of course, I, I just started watching you, mm. um, preach all the time. And then, um, and then I stumbled on your podcast because I think I saw a clip of it on YouTube one day, wow. like some time back. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then I tuned in and it's like, every time I would tune in, it would speak to me. It was really mm-hmm. weird. Like it was, I was like, this is, this is really strange. Um, and, and then I remember, um, I think it was an episode when I heard that you were kind of open to co-hosts. Mm-hmm. I think it was that episode with Yvonne Orji. Yeah. and that, Yeah. So, just right before that, I heard that and I was like, oh, I'm gonna apply. And and then I did. And then of course that episode was wonderful. And I was like, okay, I like I just wanna come on. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about, <laughs> but like <laughs> I want to come on. We're
0: for, just going to see where reason. we're going to see where this road takes us. I think the yeah. very first thing that makes a podcast mm-hmm. extraordinary, at least this podcast, mm-hmm. is when you share with us just not how righteous you are, but how ratchet you are. Can <laughs> you tell me about a time where you had to check yourself because you were about to wreck yourself? <laughs> oh my God. For
1: sure. Oh my goodness. Honestly, I have very many ratchet moments. Uh, very very. But one specifically um, that honestly, I just haven't had the opportunity, opportunity to share is um, I remember just now I'm on this like career trajectory and no one in my circle knows this, but there was a time I was like pursuant of marriage this badly, like as, as strongly as I'm pursuing a career in tech. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get married. Like I, I don't care what happens or
0: whom like, it's happening. So. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. We need more information on this. Okay. So like, how do you get like, how, wait, how do you come? Cause there are some women out there who are ready for marriage and they're like, how do I release myself to come to a place where I don't even care who it is. You just need to be single. And that's about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I feel like that was very ratchet of me because I was like, God literally had to yank me out of that silly road I was going down. Um, But you know what? I don't know what it was, but I think I was about 24 when I woke up. It was my birthday, December 13th, and I was turning 24. And I remember waking up just like in a puddle of tears and panic. I was literally panicked. Like, oh, all my peers are getting married. They're Mm -hmm. having one or two babies. And like, and what am I doing? Like, I'm just trying to figure, figure it out. And I went on this whole thing where I told my mom and my sister, I'm like, I'm getting married. They're like, okay, you don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) So, so." Say more, say more. (laughs) <laughs> right so um you know what and i i'm a huge traveler so I was like i'm gonna travel and on my travels i'm just gonna go to different churches whoever I meet like we'll see where it goes like it's fine but there was no like huge plan but you know what just be careful what you ask for and what you like plan to do because yeah. you'll do it and so um i was down this really crazy road and i was i was living abroad. Um, And and I met someone and um, he was of the faith as well. So I thought, you know what? Perfect. You're a man.
2: You
0: You love love Jesus. You know God.
1: That's it. Let's do this. And I remember upending my whole entire life and packing up, closing shop, I moved to Morocco and granted I was teaching business English. So I was somewhat in like business tech, maybe kind of, (laughs) not really, (laughs) but you know what? (laughs) I justified it. I moved. I stopped everything. Mm -hmm. Like I quit my job. I stopped everything and I moved. And I remember just like Every week or so, I'd be like, "So we are, we are getting married, right? Like this is leading to marriage, right?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, for sure, yes, of course." And and I remember one crazy day, the day before we had just a normal, normal day, and and the day after we were talking about breaking up, wow. and then the day after that, I found myself at the airport in Casablanca on my way back to like nothing, right. Mm-hmm and we we had this crazy breakup i quit my job in morocco i was going back to nothing because i packed up shop and i was just like on the floor bawling Uh. like in in an airport like in north africa and i was like okay
0: this is ratchet like this is (laughs) i'm better than this (laughs) I'm better than
1: this. This is not me. I'm better than this. So I think from that moment on, I told myself, never again am I going to let like this crazy marriage dream or like a, a boy sweep me off my feet and like into nothingness and then like decide mm. that, you know what? Yeah, it's done. Yeah. So Bye. So that was like my, ra- I think my most ratchet moment of like reckoning. Okay, it was a ratchet reckoning. Yeah, there's a,
0: there's a, a sure. ratchet reckoning. You better preach. Listen, there are several things you've said here, Sky. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> as much as I want to feel badly about your ratchet moment in relationships. <laughs> You were in Morocco. It's not giving ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us, we like move to the other side of town where we work at the Target. Since then, I moved to Morocco. You better be ratchet in Morocco. You got an international ratchet card and we love to see it. <laughs> yes. No, you know what? I'm huge on like live your best life. Yes. Um, yes even obviously. If a bit ratchet. Yes. No, For your sure. story. No, your, your heartbreak story is terrible. For you, but it also sounds very yeah. sexy, sis, because Morocco, these 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 are, some of these folks out here just tell you to move to the south side of town and just it, don't be Morocco. We not exposed. It's the same old Target. But you know what? In North Africa, I was in a ball of tears. You know what? It's you know what though? What I love about your story, I'm gonna bring it together. What I love about your story though is mm. that it really does illuminate how so many of us get caught up in this romanticizing of relationship and marriage at the expense of yes. not having an identity ourselves. I was so heavily pursuing of a relationship because I thought it was going to complete me and bring me identity yeah. and help me to see who I am that I didn't realize once I finally had the relationship that you have to know who you are before you enter a relationship. You have to have oh your God. own identity. When God creates woman and says that she's going to be a helpmeet, how can you be a helpmeet if you don't know mm-hmm. what you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And I think to have the knowledge of what you bring to the table so so much so that you feel like if I'm the only one eating at the table, that's enough for me because I know what yeah. I bring and I know what I carry. And it sounds like that's what you discovered after you walked away from that moment.
1: Absolutely. And you know what, to speak to that, I want because I want to be completely transparent. Yeah. You know what, that lesson Um, and that reckoning came in stages as well. Like, Mm. like when I was on the floor in, in the Casablanca airport, I was like, Hey, this is really ratchet ghetto, (laughs) right? Like, yes, it's Casablanca, No, but but you know what the other, right. And the other part of like self-discovery and realizing that like, I'm really worthy, really kind of came in stages after that. And right. And I think, um, my story is really maybe strange and odd because some months later my husband found me and like some months later we got engaged and some months later we got married now that's like oh yay I got my dream but I stopped looking for marriage but the interesting part was even after getting married I really had to do the hard work of like self-respect because people will just meet you where you are and like give you a mordicum of respect if that's all you have for yourself. Um, So really kind of discovering that like, I'm really at a hundred here really took time. And like, no matter how much I traveled and had this wonderful life, like it didn't, it didn't surmount to that in my mind. Like I really had to do the hard mental and like inside work of Mm. like self-discovery and self-worth. Um, and, and my hope and every time I meet girls who go, oh, but you got married after all, and you have a beautiful ring. And I'm like, listen, that was a wedding. And like, yeah. I, I hope you start doing like the hard work now before you even meet anyone. Yeah. Like that's really where the whole like magic is.
0: I check my bank account just as much as i check social media and too often i've seen an unexpected withdrawal because i forgot to cancel a free trial subscription your girl needs to save all of her coins and with the help of truebill i have been doing just that Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want or simply forgot about. I love Truebill. It's so easy to use. Like Truebill member Matthew B who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 on my SiriusXM bill and saved $840 on my car insurance bill. This could be you. Sis, he saved over $1,600 a year in seconds. Don't just imagine how much Truebill could save you find out now. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions with one tap. Take control of your subscriptions and don't fall for subscription scams. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over 100 million dollars. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash woman evolve. On average people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to Cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Go right now. Truebill.com slash It could save you thousands a year. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I use Truebill and you should too. Become a member at Truebill.com slash evolve there are so many things that you just said that I feel like are worthy of standalone podcasts on their own <laughs> because the idea <laughs> of still having to do the work of self respect in marriage is mm. so powerful. Oh my gosh, like we've got to mm. sit here for a minute because. Right. <laughs> Who your partner meets is a version of you that has not been fully unpacked. It hasn't been fully realized. You don't even know who you are in some seasons. And yet you're married to someone who is asking you to give you who you are and like give them who you are, but you don't always Mm -hmm. know who that is. And so to go on that journey of discovering what does my self-worth look like? What does my self-respect, my value? Mm -hmm. In marriage, is very, very challenging because you have someone there who's watching you do the work, sometimes asking you questions about how you do the work or why you aren't working there. um, At the same time (laughs) that you're trying to figure it out yourself, (laughs) what does that mean? Define that for me. When you say I had to discover my Mm -hmm. own self respect and worth in marriage. For
1: For sure. You know what? I like giving anecdotes, so I'll explain it like anecdotally. Um, I remember when I first got married and in my head, I was going to be like a dutiful wife and just like dote over my husband and like cook and clean and be cute and have my nails done. Like it's so superficial. It's cute. It's, yeah. it's good. That's all nice. But it that really kind of was where the boat ended for me. Yeah. Like that, that was it. And then um, as I allowed myself to be comfortable in my skin, because I think after you get married, you have a moment where you get to like, you exhale yeah. a little, you're like, okay, I don't have to do the most anymore in the sense of, you know, you don't have to like over-impress or like, you know. Um, and so I got to a point where I was like, okay, what do I really want now? Cause I, I've obviously achieved the only dream I've ever had since I was five apart from travel, which was to get married. So for me, what that self-respect journey looked like was me sitting down and going, what do you have to offer? Like, not just to your husband, but like to the world at large, mm-hmm. like, what do I have in me that I know God has put in there and I have a duty that I'll bring it out and sort of nurture it and give it back to the kingdom, to my community, to the world. And for me, that, that, was, that was easy to define. But actually stepping into that was very disruptive for a lot of people who have known me for a yeah. long time, even in marriage. It yeah. was like, who's this boss woman? All of it, Like, I just kind of morphed into this other person. And you can imagine how jarring that is for like everyone watching me like, wait, I thought you were this demure, you know, wife who wants to cook and clean all day. But it's like, no, there's so much more in me and Mm -hmm. I have these talents and and I want to nurture other people's purposes and, you know, connect them to resources and funding. And I know I can do it and I, and I have the ability and there's so much more I can do. Even at work, they were like, what, what is, what is going on? So for me, that was, I was afraid to step into like all of who I am. I like, I scared myself. I really did. And, and so I had to have conversations with myself, with God, but also even with my husband yeah. to say, you know what, this is like, this is who I, I think I am now and who I'm becoming. So How do you feel about that? You know, <laughs> not like I need your permission, but like, yeah. I just want to let me reintroduce
0: myself to you. Let me tell you, that is such confirmation about a project that I'm working on because we talk so much about inner development and how you break down your fears and how you overcome obstacles. But no one I see anyway is having a conversation about how do I introduce that into the context of my world, into the context yeah. of relationships? Because we do often make transformations so black and white that it's like, if you can't get with it, then you've got to go. But the truth is there are some relationships Relationships that I do want to massage into my next. I don't want to leave my spouse because I found purpose. I don't want to have to stop talking to my friends and my family because I have found purpose. And so how do I right. reintroduce the fact that I am not the same person that you once knew? But I want you to mm. walk in journey with me. And I don't think that the onus is just on the other person to get with the program. You have to explain um, what the program um, is. Like, where are you? How yeah. are you changing? How can someone serve? you now that you have been changed and transformed and that takes Mm. deeper work. So if you are going to turn into this boss babe and they're used to you being quiet and in the corner, then as a boss babe, how do I serve this version of you? What's fun for you Mm. now? What's helpful? What's resourceful? Because a lot of people can come with us if we just tell them what we need in this next level of our life. Mm. Definitely in marriage, that's something that we end up learning over and over again. As you're changing, my job is not to get you to stay the same person I married. My job is to discover how I can fall in love with who you are becoming and you should not marry someone who you do not mm-hmm. want to journey with becoming. Right. <laughs> like I <Right>. want to <laughs> journey with who you become. If you're getting married and you're like I need you to stay the same, I need you to never change then you right. are going to be tired because let me tell you what they do. They change. <laughs> I don't know who I'm married to from day to day. Who are, <laughs> who are we today? Are we anointed? Right. Are we going back to Watts? Like who we (laughs) in this moment and that (laughs) is a journey. It's so true.
1: And I think there's also something to be said about like you walking in the fullness of who you are right now is so inspiring. Like back mm. in the flip side of it being very scary and off-putting for people around you is it can be like incredibly inspiring sure. for, for like your spouse and your friends and your family if if you let it. So I really like what you're saying about like not going, it's not black and white, like you're with me or you're not. Like yeah. That's so Intense. like it's like let's just inspire them into also kind of being all that they are because maybe they also met you at like halfway full yeah right? and so it's like we can also kind of help them um get there and then like you said journey together it's such a journey but i i i kind of also i wish more emphasis and i'm glad for your platform that more emphasis is placed on this journey starting even before marriage like even before you have that boss babe job and whatever you know
0: I've always loved cooking and sometimes I enjoy cooking fancy meals so I said to myself self we should document this but child these photos weren't giving okay the meals were fancy but the photos weren't giving what need to be gave. I wasn't worried though because I knew with the help of Skillshare's photography classes I'd be capturing the best angles to show off how good my gourmet meals look in no time. As a sponsor of this Woman Evolved podcast episode Skillshare Skillshare wants you to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com/evolve and get a one-month free trial of premium membership. Whether you're just curious or fine-tuning something you're already good at, Skillshare has classes that will help you evolve creatively. Skillshare is for lifelong learners, from beginners to masters. Let me guess. Hmm. You're interested in graphic design or marketing. Nope, I've got it. You're multi-hyphenate, ready to dabble and explore all of the things. Sis, that's perfect. On Skillshare, you'll find graphic design and marketing classes, as well as classes in creative writing, freelancing, web development, and so much more. All of the classes are on demand and most are under 60 minutes. As a Skillshare member, you'll have the freedom and flexibility to watch and learn at your own Pace while creating hands-on projects that you'll be proud of Start exploring today on Skillshare.com slash Evolve for a one month free trial of premium membership That's actually okay so that was the next thing because when I said there were so many things here that could be standalone podcasts within themselves that's one of the next things I was going to bring up the romanticizing of marriage from the time that we are little girls And the idea of there's something wrong with me. I mean, even in Genesis, after Eve eats from the fruit and God hands Mm. out the curse, he then tells her as a part of her curse, as a part of her consequence, that you are going Mm. to long for your husband and your husband shall rule over you. He never said when he first created them and gave them dominion (laughs) and gave them power, they were already complete. Like, how are you longing for something you already have? But as a part Mm. of this curse, now you're going to long for something that is already within reach which means that your focus is going to be shifted from having dominion from subduing the earth to only thinking about having a husband and I feel like between patriarchy and television and culture that what we see over and over again is a woman's one desire her one definition in life should be to be someone's wife someone's spouse and I just struggle with that because it is that pathology that led me to make some really challenging decisions in my own life. So I really try mm-hmm. to empower women to feel whole and complete without being married. Not everyone is going to be married. Not right. everyone's going yes. to have a happily ever after. And it's hard when you sitting in the club with your ring on to say this, mm-hmm. but I came right. to a place where I felt like, listen, I don't ever have to get married. Like I've got me. I'm a yes. single mother and I am fine. Like I am tired of getting it mm-hmm. wrong. I'm tired of these people taking advantage of my body and my life and my money. I just want to be by myself and be whole. And I genuinely meant it. And that's not like get there and then God brings it to your life. No, like I lived there. That's where I lived. I
1: love that. I love that. No, you know what? <sighs> Sarah, sometimes I wonder like who is pushing this narrative because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And I know for me, it wasn't just push. It was like very graciously shoved down my throat yeah, since I was like, a <laughs> <eight, eight>, graciously. <laughs> Be, I'm being kind. It was really shoved down my throat, you know, and it's like intercontinental, like yeah. it's in Africa, it's in North America, it's everywhere. And so I don't know how we're going to overcome the very huge job of like like indoctrinating women to understand it like this is not the be all and end all. I remember after getting married saying to my single friends, it's not the be all and end all. And just like you said, it was so easy, they're like, it's so easy for you to say yeah. that you've got a ring on, you have a home with a man. But I'm just like, but really it's it's not. Like you wake up the next day and you realize it's not heaven. Like you're still yeah. on earth and yeah. and things have to keep going. So I mean I guess I also Kind of want to ask you, like, how is it that we're going to help
0: little girls <laughs> everywhere understand this? Yeah. Right? Like, how are we going to combat Disney? Well, yeah, we have, first of all, our giants are big, but that's all right. We've got five smooth stones. Um, yes. I yes. try to do it in little ways with my girls. Like, I mean, they've got all of these baby dolls, you know, but I'm like, when you grow up, like, what kind of business do you want to own? Where do you want to go to school? Where do you want to travel? I try to give yes. them more options besides what do you want to name your daughter? You know what I mean? Like, where do you want to get married? <laughs> sure. Because I For do sure. think that that is a part of it. You know, my my daughter, yes. Mackenzie, um, mm. she has really gotten this. She's 12. And she's like, I want to own a business. I want to be an astronaut. Mm. I want to gymnastics. Like nice. She's like, I don't even know if I want to have children. I may adopt them. So she's open to nice. the possibilities. My daughter, Ella, mm. but she also, she saw me as a single mother. Now, my daughter, mm. Ella, has been born in the context of a loving marriage. And so for her, she wants what she has seen. So I do try to offer her other options, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I do think that there are some people, like they're going to be called to marriage. Like that's going to be a part Mm -hmm. of their identity. But I still try to offer Mm -hmm. her other options so that she doesn't feel like every step she takes is supposed to be headed down the aisle eventually. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think as a minister and as a person of influence though, that I have a responsibility to make sure that I am not, Echoing a culture that makes a woman feel incomplete unless she's married, um, to to help them discover purpose, to create resources where they're understanding business and ministry, and and technology oh. and all of the other avenues where a woman can become powerful outside of just being oh. someone's spouse, and so that she doesn't put undue pressure on her husband. Because what happens is mm. they feed us marriage over and over again. Then we get married, and we're like, "You haven't made me complete. I'm not happy." Today, you need to fix this. I'm hungry. You need right. to feed me when we have been empowered to make ourselves happy, to find wholeness right. on our own through our relationship with the Lord. And so, I don't want to be someone who continues to echo that. What are you going to do? We're going to, it's going mm. to take a joint effort. Ooh.
1: <laughs> it is. I almost feel like we should have a campaign of like, what is everyone going to do? Yeah. But I think, okay, to play my part, I think what I think I should do is I think I need to really be a practical example of like a woman pursuing business, Mm -hmm. right. Or venture like I, like I am. Um, I remember growing up and, and really wanting a lot. I remember my first dream was like to be a NASCAR driver, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Right. Like in Nigeria, who dreams? I did. But the fact of the matter is, I think all these girls have all these dreams, but if they don't see those like practical examples, yeah. it's really sometimes hard to like envision themselves in that role. So I think for me, how I want to do it is I just kind of want to really be a pillar, like an example in my role Mm -hmm. in, in venture capital, in tech, and just say, this is it. Like you can look like me and you can be much younger than me and want these dreams and go for it. Like you don't have to wait until you're 31. Like me, you can start at 15 or 16 or whenever you dream it up. So for me, I think um, just practically like living it out is yes. is the easiest way I know how to do that. I, I don't have children yet, but still, like just being an example for high school students and and whatnot. Like, that's my
0: practicality. Yeah, representation is everything. Okay. So you're a black okay. woman, a venture capitalist. Yeah. Is that right? I'm on track to being a venture
1: capitalist right now. I manage tech accelerators yeah, in our community. So yeah, I pilot, architect, and manage tech accelerators that get people from the idea that they have to scalable
0: business. Okay, so someone's listening right now and even just hearing (laughs) about you in that field is exposure for Mm -hmm. them. How did you connect the dots Mm -hmm. between NASCAR driver (laughs) to (laughs) (laughs) we missed a step. Was it in the airport in Casablanca? (laughs) When did it happen? Were you like, you know what, I'm going to get these people for their money and I'm going to help them. (laughs) Just like, I'm just taking revenge.
1: But you know you know where it started actually um I told you I've been very keen about traveling um and I didn't necessarily come from very um you know I, I came from somewhat you know normal means but I just wanted to travel since I was 10 and so I just started traveling on my own from about 16 and um just, you know, working and putting my money away and buying a ticket to here and there, whatever. Um, and I remember um I just thought I wanted to spend about, you know, a summer in California and just discover what was out there, really. I don't know if anyone else is like me. Like, does anyone get curious about other places? For though? sure. We just and don't just actually ahead, like right? save
0: the money and go and do it. But someone is inspired <laughs> okay. because they're listening to you. <laughs> Yay. So, um, so I,
1: I bought a ticket. I had friends in California and I went there and I spent about two, three months there. And a lot of them were in like Google and Apple and LinkedIn and whatever. So they were developers and they just, I just spent every day following them to work, Mm -hmm. uh, eating free food at Google. And I just got exposed to this whole world of people who were Innovators, Like they call themselves startup founders. You know, I'm like, who are you people? The audacity, yeah. right? To think of something and actually do it, right? And I just got exposed to this whole new world of people who were, really daring, didn't even have a lot, mm. but just had a crazy idea and crazy tenacity. They're like, I know this is a billion dollar idea and I'm going to prove it. Wow. And I'm like, wow, this is a whole world I didn't actually know like really existed. And honestly, I didn't see a lot of, at the time, Black people in it. So I just became obsessed. And so I came back to Canada from Silicon Valley, and I didn't really see a lot happening. Um, But slowly, I started looking for tech spaces to get involved with and someone offered me a job and I just took it. I held on to it and I ran with it. And I was like, I'm going to get into venture because, um, you know, there are a lot of black people who've come up to me in, in the founder space and said, we need money. Can you get, get us money? And I'm like, does it look like I have money written on my <laughs> face? Like, why does everyone keep asking me for money? And I'm like, maybe this is God telling me there's something here that I could do to help. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I just started architect. Um, programs for black founders and um, finding funding for them and leading them to the well of money basically and so here I am kind of architecting out what what my own VC is is going to look like and and raising that fund and yeah just wanting to lead with passion and purpose and, and help people who have ideas to change the world.
0: When I'm out running errands or running behind one of our kids, the comfort of my Rothy's lace-up sneakers have proven themselves to be top tier. Aside from them being breathable and lightweight, I love the neutral color combo they're designed with, making them easy to pair with any outfit. You talking about jazzy and comfortable, I love my Rothy slides so much that even before they became a partner, I had already bought a few too many pairs. Now me and Sha are twinsies. Rothy's are also fully machine washable. when you used to put your shoes in the washing machine? It's about to happen with these, okay? I mean, can Rothy's get any more clutch than this? Yep, they can. To help you welcome the fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special for the delegation. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Sneakers aren't really your vibe. That's all right. Rothy's also has the best-selling flats and loafers that can pull any office look together. Sustainably made hands bags and durable shoes for men and kiddos in your life check out their website right now you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash evolve that's r-o-t-h-y-s.com slash evolve head to rothys.com slash evolve to find your new favorites today your feet will love you for it do you know arian simone I don't know. OK, hands we've know. got to connect you. So she started okay. a fund here in the States and she's got yes. a lot of backing that I don't know. I just feel like you all should be connected. I have one more question for you and okay. then we're going to answer an okay. advice question. So okay. someone's listening and they're like, I have an idea. I don't have any money. But this idea is like in my head only at what phase is an idea developed enough to go from Mm -hmm. just in my hands to Mm -hmm. can you help me fund it? In other words, like Mm -hmm. what plan, what strategy, what skeleton Mm -hmm. do we need to have before we Mm -hmm. can even have conversations with people like you?
1: Okay. I love that. That's such a good question. So uh, we'll keep it simple because we just believe in staying really lean. As soon as you have an idea, you should immediately find any sort of pre-accelerator program. There are a lot of free ones. Ours is free, um, but I think you must be in Canada, but you can fi- find a free accelerator where they'll take you from understanding what your minimum viable product is, right? And so if you if you can't find any free accelerators and you're like, what is she talking about? It's okay. The simplest thing you can do is understand who your customer is. Mm. And the first thing you want to do is go to your customer and that might literally be your friends, your family, a survey that you put out to your school, etc., your community, and ask them, would you use this product? Yes, no, why and why not? Mm-hmm. And they'll immediately tell you if that idea is viable or not. A lot of people rush from idea to building, so product, instead of a problem-solution fit, which is understanding who your customer is, what they want, and whether they will actually use what you want to build. It saves you a ton of money, a ton of time. And when you understand that you have traction with your customer, then you can test out your first MVP. Keep it really lean. Sometimes it's just a landing page, right? That you've paid fifty bucks to build, right? Instead of paying uh, five thousand or fifty thousand for an app developer to develop something. So understand who your customer is, but you can always come to us with just an idea. Don't sit with it, come to us immediately so we can plug you into a program and you can start testing these with a facilitator watching over you.
0: That's so good because I think a lot of people feel like in order for me to take this idea in my head and make it something that is viable, I need to have a hundred thousand dollars saved. I need to have and if I don't have a hundred thousand dollars then I can do nothing. But what you just said sounds so tangible for literally anyone to start right now working on an idea mm-hmm. that can become mm-hmm. a million, billion, trillion dollar deal. Yes. And do you Okay, I have one more question. Then I'll ask the advice question. As many as you want. I mean, when we see Black women entrepreneurship and how it has grown exponentially over the last few years, I still Mm -hmm. feel, and I wonder if you feel the same way, that it is still an untapped market. When we feel like there aren't enough things that cater to us, it is our responsibility to then bring that to the table instead of waiting Mm -hmm. on someone else to do it. Do you think that, especially, I mean, our audience, is predominantly Black women, but this applies sure. to anyone who recognizes that there is an untapped market in something that would be useful for me. How many ideas do you think are just waiting to be developed into something that ultimately changes the way we do life?
1: Oh man, I love that question, Pastor of Sarah. I can't. We'll, well, we'll start with a fact, right? So only 1% of funded startups are actually in the black sector, which mm. is really, really sad. And you can understand women being even below that number.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and one thing we've realized is when you leave out an entire market yeah. group, mm. you're leaving out entire ideas that will literally revolutionize the marketplace, right? And and turn into dollars. That's where you have the billions and the trillions. So there are a lot of investors, right right now who are just canceling Black women founders and leaving a lot of money on the table, potentially. And so um, what I'm encouraging a lot of people to do is, one, start looking for funds that have the thesis to actually fund Black women women Mm. founders. Um, After George Floyd, there are a lot of funds that have kind of come up and a lot of thesis that have cropped up to help that demographic. I would not even waste my time with um, a VC that is not after your demographic, that doesn't care about you or your idea, because you'll be working closely with them. And in all fairness, uh, the first round is usually a friends and family round. But if you can't tap into that, and for, for many reasons, and that's fair, I would focus all my energy on VCs that care about you because they're out there now. Mine is coming, I promise, but there are quite a few now that care. I would start there, but more than anything, if that's not even viable for you, create traction, show viability, and then start doing even a crowdfunding. There are a lot of people now just in the world at large who want to give their money to black women founders, but I would focus my energy on VCs. And I think it's, it's a shame for those who don't fund black women tech founders or tech enabled founders, because they're the future. So it's like, get with the program or you're just going to leave a lot of money on the table and a lot of amazing solutions on the table as well.
0: Thank you. Thank you for letting me pick your brain. I'm sure that's helping so many people plugged in. Good.
2: Learning new habits or using technology that makes life easier is my jam. The Quip electric toothbrush helps me accomplish both. It's loved by over seven million mouths and has time sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two-minute clean. I'm not saying you're in this number, sis, but check out this stat. Up to 90% of us don't brush for the full two minutes or don't clean evenly, but that's all right because Quip's electric toothbrush is about to have us all practicing good toothbrushing habits. On top of your brushing, you can upgrade your Quip with a new smart motor to track and improve your brushing with the free Quip app. Earn amazing rewards like free refills, products, Target gift cards, and more. If you go to getquip.com evolve right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com evolve. Spell G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash evolve. Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste comes in natural mint and watermelon flavors. It contains tooth-strengthening fluoride and xylitol to help reduce oral bacteria. Quip's refillable mouthwash is a four-time concentrate that's good for you and the planet. With stylish and affordable electric toothbrushes starting at just $25, you won't be paying through the teeth for better oral health. Quip, the good habits company. Get your Quip electric toothbrush today.
0: Okay, are you ready? Here's our advice question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a taboo subject in the Christian community. My church disregards it and often silently takes a patriarch approach. As a young woman, I'm 22 who works for her church office admin and serves in worship and youth ministry. I have found myself being disregarded and spoken down to many times due to my gender and age. I'm a very strong believer that God created women to have a voice within his church and to lead using the gifts they are given. I believe in gender equality and want to fight for the same consideration and opportunity that men have. I understand that no church is perfect, but being di- directly disrespected and treated differently, unfairly, is something I've had too much experience with within the church. And it brings me to my wit's end. A couple of examples the head elder had a question about our email system, so he came to me, office admin, to the only one who uses the email, and I answered his question. He didn't believe me, so he went to our tech guy who has never used the email system to see if he had something different to say. Also, out of the elders, pastors and worship leader, I'm the only woman. Every time I'm in a conversation with our youth pastor and any other male from the church, especially if they're in leadership, he literally talks over me. I've had a lot of issues with being mistreated by him. I'm trying very hard not to be petty and remember he is my brother in Christ, but I'll tell you what, sometimes it's hard. On another note, on another note, what do I say to people who don't believe in women pastors? Like what if they don't think that's biblical and think it, only a, it can only be a man's job. This is something I often struggle with because both of my parents and also all of my extended family who was saved are saved because of female pastors. All of my extended family closest church has a female pastor who ministers to the community. I don't know. I guess it just boggles my mind to think that there are people who think that's a sin. So how do I speak to that? Okay. Hmm. Well, Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this last year. OK, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm I'm going to kick it off by saying there's a lot of things that I want to say, but I'm going to start by saying as it relates to women and equality within communities of faith, this is not something that is just relegated to the Christian community. This exists in faith communities throughout denominations and different religious systems. What I will say is this, that there is some very fundamental teaching in the Bible that shows Jesus using women in order to spread the news that he has been risen. There are women who funded Jesus' ministry. God has used women time and time again throughout scripture. And a further dissection of the word will help you to unpack some of the scriptures where we see Paul telling women to be silent in church because people were over-talking one another but once again that takes studying and a lot of times we just take scripture and we pass it from person to person without breaking it down in its proper context when we break it down mm-hmm. in proper context we see that at the end of the day in Joel when God says that he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh and that his sons and daughters will prophesy that a woman mm-hmm. prophesying is not anti-god at all as a matter of part is it is the fullness of God so I will say that mm-hmm. as it relates to women preachers and speakers uh, secondly I will talk you, you may need to find another church home. If you are in a space where you feel like you are not being respected, unless you feel like I am called to change the culture of this organization, God has specifically placed me here, and I will undergo whatever persecution is connected to it, and I'm going to stay planted here, that's an anointing that is a call that is between you and the Lord. But if you feel like this is uh, diminishing my anointing, this is diminishing my relationship with God, I'm not able to function in the fullness of who God has called me to be you need to find another church. To your point, there are plenty of churches where women can be respected, where they are valued, and you may be missing out on an opportunity to continue blossoming because you're staying connected to this community. Last thing I'm gonna say, then I'm gonna turn it over to my girl, is like, this is not just something that exists in church. I bet you, even though I am not in the VC world, that this is something that happens in the VC world. This is something that happens in corporations and nonprofits, a woman being overlooked, is not new. This is something that we have been used to because of the thousands and thousands and thousands of years of oppression that women have experienced. But that doesn't mean that there isn't an opportunity for us to break those ceilings. What you think, girl?
1: Oh, that was so good. I love that. I also love the scriptural references uh, for women preachers. My mom is, is a woman preacher I love it. in Nigeria. My dad's also a preacher and they're business people as well. But here's the thing. Um, I'm not even going to piggyback on what you said because you kind of covered scriptural references. Um I'm with you with maybe just move on to a yeah. different place. I I just I would say don't even you know expend your energy. Just move on to a different place. And I think for me um if like equality and seeing fairness across the gender board with men and women serving in the Lord's house is important to you, then look at the leadership structure as well before you even commit to somewhere. I'd say, Mm. uh, if you see women actively in in leadership roles at church, that's probably a pretty good indicator that, you know what, they're going to respect you even if you're female. Right. So I would look at that, but I would, you know, what short and sweet. I just wouldn't waste my time.
0: Move on, move on. There are too many wonderful churches not to. All right, sis, you asked for our advice and we gave it to you. Before we close out, do you have any questions for me or anything that I can answer about my life and my experiences?
1: Ooh, of course, of course, I cannot pass up this opportunity. Sarah, I guess, um, you know, you're doing so much for women and I love that. I think we all love that. We all appreciate that. Um, where do you kind of see, I know that you mentioned there are a few things coming. Um, can you give us a few hints
0: around that? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay. uh, you know, usually I am a member of mind your business ministries. Um, but (laughs) for you and the delegation, I am willing to just take off my membership hat for a minute. Um, you know, I think that my number one desire for Woman Evolve is to fully be built out as a resource that is able to serve every facet of a woman's needs. And to really, when I say resource, I mean real practical tools with courses for people parenting to how to get funded. I want to cover the gamut of what it means to be a woman. And I want no woman left behind. I want the teen mom. I want the single mom. I want the woman who's coming out of prison. I want the college graduate. I want the doctorate. I want every woman to feel like she is equipped with everything that she needs to ultimately establish the kingdom in her circle and community. I know that women are so very powerful and yet our power, is often diluted because we don't feel like we have the confidence or the tools or the skills in order to really allow that power to show up in our lives. And so every day, the team and I were thinking of ways of really getting the right tools in the hands of the right women so that they can become everything that God's called them to be.
1: That is amazing. I think we can all align with that. So, yay!
0: thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. You're amazing. And I can't wait to hear about all the incredible things you do and ways that we can maybe support it. We need we need more Mm -hmm. venture capital funds from black women. So let me know if there's anything that I can do to be a part of that.
1: Thank you so much. Well, you know what? I'll keep you posted for sure and let you know when that's all public. So,
0: yay. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Sky, girl, you are as limitless as the sky itself. And I cannot wait to just like get in a hot air balloon and watch you pass us by. I can't wait to see how you change this world. Your light is so bright. Darkness has no choice but to break when you step into any atmosphere. We're praying for you as you lead the way with all of us behind you. Delegation, please hit us up. What do you think about the podcast? Do you want to be a co-host? Maybe you have an advice question that we can help you with. Hit up podcast at womanevolved.com and let us know what's happening in your world. How can we serve you? That's what we're here to do. I'll be waiting for you until next time. Take care of your heart.